But really, I might just shit. I might just keep the unfiltered John in there too, because people need to hear it. At the end of the day, people. I'm so tired of being like. Even when I made my video, I was like, "Yo, Asian people do not give a fuck about us." There was so many people that was like, "Yes, preach, preach," and all these out because I was like, "Tag a black business and support each other." And there was really like a hundred people underneath put their black businesses in. And I was like, oh shit, we lit. But then there was a lot of people that was hating too. Mm-hmm. And for that, it's like, yo, but you can't tell me I'm wrong. I can yeah, you might not it. like the way I said it, it, but you can't tell me I'm wrong because yeah. everything that I'm saying is the facts. It's the fact. And you know what? It's not only that you, yeah, this is mad. You know, this is crazy because the exact same things happen in Africa. They are mm. literally colonizing Africa all over again, legally, with mm. business, yep. you know? Absolutely. The, the, and, the, yep. the, and the Chinese, the Chinese, heavy. That, the, you, it's mad. And you know, that, I'm, this is so frustrating me right now. I can't even find no words. But um, I can't blame them. Because no. we give them access We're giving to it do to it them. for them, you know? Like, and then it's crazy because I see African leaders stand up and say like, oh, we're developing Africa, but they developing Africa with a loan from at China the expense, at the yeah, expense of African children are going to grow up in debt to this. And I yes. see places in Africa too where like, the, like, the, like China is building military bases in Africa, in Africa, like yeah. Africa, gotta wake the fuck up. Like this is one of the yeah. reasons I'm trying to go back. Like I really <laughs> want to go. I really want to. I really wanted to go back to Ghana, but the more I look into Ghana, I'm like, damn, like they really getting damn, fucked by mine. the Chinese. Yeah. And then if you yeah. look at somewhere like Rwanda, the president of Rwanda, Paul um, Kagame, he said, like people look at him on the world stage like he's the fucking devil. But if you listen to what he's saying, he's like. Yo, who is Europe to come in and tell Rwanda how we're going to move? What to do, yeah. What to do. Like, he'll be the first one to tell you putting your children in debt by allowing Europe and now China to come in. To own everything. And own own everything. everything. And I was just like, and you know, they also now have their citizens living there. Like, they have communities there. Of China, yes. And as usual, yeah. And as usual, what they do is that they live with each other in their little community same as america take our money in the markets right in their and then bring it back stuff and bring it back into your community and live nicely with each other in there you know like there is no difference if you go if you go to in in philadelphia in every city in america there's a chinatown there's a chinatown (laughs) where you can go and it's chinese grocery excuse me chinese grocery markets chinese stores Chinese banks, Chinese restaurants, Chinese hairdressers, and we all go into Chinatown and and buy money. everything up, spend money, but everybody in Chinatown spends money with themselves. And then like the apartment that I live in right now, our my landlord is Chinese, like it's a it's a Chinese real estate company. I wish I never moved to this apartment. They do not give a fuck about us. They have my in the middle of the winter in Philadelphia, it's like 20 degree winters. In the middle of the winter, they have my heat not working for like months. Oh my they gosh. Don't, they do not give a fuck about black people. And they'll be the first ones to sit there and tell you, well, well what you want me to do about it? I'm not going to do anything about that. If you yeah. want to move out, move out. 
But and saying saying in 2020 that was really exposed for Africans because you know there are always these one people that will defend them. You're speaking yeah. and they're trying to defend them, and you're like, why are you defending them? Yeah. Like, and what happened with the COVID 19 was that Africans were all thrown out. I don't know if yeah. you heard that story of Africans being thrown but out China, of China, right? Hotels. Yeah, they yeah. were living on the streets based on what? Uh, it's a type of accusation that a Nigerian guy didn't uh, test for COVID and he was reluctant to take the test. Okay, fine. He didn't. He should have. Right. So now all Africans have to be living Get on thrown the streets. Exactly. Like, but if they was, but if they was, if they were treated like that in America, it would be an uproar. And yeah. in America, we have this idea that everybody got to be loving and multicultural. And like the face of it is like, oh, everybody's equal. But at the end of the day, it's always it's black not. people that get fucked. It's yeah. always us that get the short end of the stick. So like yeah. Asians can come in and in one generation, they already have businesses set up. They already have stores set up. They already have the infrastructure to do everything in their community. Whereas African people been in America for as far as when we were brought over here through the transatlantic slave trade, been here for almost 500 years now, and we still don't have anything set up for ourselves. So it's really just yeah. like, like you said, starting to look at it, understanding why we're in the position that we're in, but then figuring out what we're going to do about it. And I think it's that like one, two step, because at the end of the day, when we understand why we're in the position that we're in, we understand that we're under attack. We understand that we're not just inferior. We're not just stupid. We don't just, it's not that we just don't have unity, don't know how to do things. We did all this. We were just under attack. At the end of the day, we prisoners of war. So I think it's important to understand that first. But then once you have that information, what are you going to do with it? Now, what are you going to do? Are you just going to go say, all right, well, let me just milk the system. Cause it's easy to just be a house Negro. It's easy to go be like, let me get my white job. I'm like, you know what? Let me just find my nice apartment or my nice exactly. house and live my life and be right. sure that I have security around my home to be secure. Exactly. My kids are secured and period, you know? Right. And then that's it. That's all I want to do. But it's just, we, we got to break out of that mentality. We got to break out of that tribalist mentality. Because at the end of the yeah. day, Europeans, I know Germany and Italy don't fuck with each other. I know Europe, European, the UK, and fucking <laughs> United States people don't fuck with each other. These Europeans don't fuck with each other. They don't like each other. They got fucking names for each other. But when it came time to colonize Africa... When it came time they for the united. Berlin Conference, we're going to put this shit aside and we're going to split this shit up. Like, yeah. I, I was, somebody was saying that, um, that Cameroon, because you said you're from Cameroon, right? And it yeah. was, and when the French came to Africa, Cameroon means like, like shrimp or something. So when they saw the these shrimp, of the shrimp, yeah. So when they saw these shrimp, they called it Cameroon. And now, African people, oh, this is Cameroon. It, it was actually, it was the Portuguese. They the called Portuguese. it Cameroon, Rios Dios Cameros, mm. River of the Shrimp. And each land after that kind of translated it to their own thing. The French said Cameroon with mm. U, O-U-N. The English said Cameroon with W-N at the end. Um, the Germans called it Cameroon with a K mm -hmm. at the beginning and U and at the end. 
but it was the Portuguese at first. And you know, it's <laughs> when I think about it, it's so funny because you're like, okay, so the Portuguese came, they did that thing left. Mm -hmm. Then we had the Germans. The Germans were actually a German colony for a long time before they lost the war. We were a German colony. And then when the Germans left or lost, France and, and Great Britain started fighting for us. So much such that they kind of split us into two. So Cameroon has like an English speaking part and a French speaking part. You know, it's mad. Right. And these are the things that they teach you as your history in school. Right. You're like, okay, okay. So this is all we are. We are a colony, right. like a piece of land that was explored by people and decided just overtook and then fought for so we we are nothing else like really right property fighting over property us. that's it means that's there what was we something there yeah that they were fighting for but what are we not told the 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 the, the wealth that was right in the wealth the, land the that resources we for. right that is what is in, that is what is important for us to know mm. that okay they were fighting because we have gold, we have diamond, we have this. And before they came, we used to trade like this. We had cultures like that. That right. made them envious yeah. of this. Or, you know, like, tell us our story. Yes, Don't like, and even even separate <laughs> from the land, us as a people were the wealth. Yeah. We wasn't just getting enslaved because we was cheap labor. We was getting enslaved because we knew everything that they didn't yeah. know. I and was they gonna, needed that they knowledge. needed us. They needed, oh, all right, I'm gonna go teach him how to do architecture. I'm gonna teach him how to do, they needed us to do that. They, we were, we were, uh, 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 what's his name? I forget the, the uh, Egyptian pharaoh. I think it was Ramses II. Ramses II, in the fucking time of the Bible, Moses and all that shit, was sailing to the fucking United States where we live now. He was sailing over to America. There's pyramids over here. There's pyramids yeah. in South America. Like they was yeah. over here way, way, way while Before. white people was in caves, yeah. cave people yeah. and shit, fucking fighting yeah. with stones and axes and shit. You know what I mean? Eating cockroaches <laughs> and shit. We was yeah. fucking building ships to come to America, but you're not going to learn that shit in school. You know what I mean? You're going to learn. You're not. You're not. And, and so. that's the sad part. And it has always intrigued me, you know. And when I got this conscience, I was like, I need to find out what is it that Cameroon had that four countries were on our territory mm. and then three countries fought for us. It yeah. means that we knew things that they wanted to own. We had things that they wanted to own. And that is what defines us. It's not the fact that we were own that defines us is what we had who we were that is the stuff that we have to be taught and when as kid when as a kid you don't you see yourself as already inferior yeah. than them it dictates everything after but that you do it dictates yeah. everything after that because you grow up literally kids in cameroon i will say most of africa they grow up looking at Europe as the promised land, right? Yep. As, oh, as yeah, they have money there. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Oh, white people. So much such that a white person can be unqualified, dumb, bottom line dumb, have no money, nothing, come to Africa and thrive. And just succeed. because the minute they will land there, they will be glorified like God. Like, oh, my gosh, that white guy. Oh, that those white 
people that are here. Oh my gosh, white people are here. We need to put a red carpet for them. Right. If we don't have something, we're gonna make it for them. You know, I read this story um, day before yesterday. I don't know, it was Saturday or something. Of these two white guys that came to Nigeria, to Africa, to build a city, they have no money, nothing, no connections, no qualifications. And they arrived <clears throat> with like $2,000 <clears throat> worth of money. I think that was $2,000 excluding their, their flight ticket. So with the mm -hmm. flight ticket, they probably didn't have $500. They arrived and they succeeded in gaining a presidential escort to go and see the vice president of Ghana. I was like, Jesus. Crazy. I was like, just was, crazy. You know when, when your, your blood starts boiling and you're just like, oh my gosh. Because I know the struggle. Yeah. Even as an expat, when you come from abroad, you try to build something back home. I know a bunch of Cameroonians in Germany that have come together, put money together, built a project that would have changed, like literally changed people, people's lives. And the minute they brought it home, they were overtaxed. They were asked to do really nasty shit, like literally mm. to have access to some people, you know, like, corruption, black right. magic stuff, and you know, really, really nasty stuff. And they were just like, you know what, this is not worth it. And yeah. they just let it go. I know people who try to import um, technology, technological stuff to improve agriculture because we have very, very fertile land in Cameroon. And when we don't have the tools, we don't have that advanced agricultural practice. So right. I know people who came to Europe to study industrial agriculture so that they could go back home and build industrial agricultural companies, right? And export, <clears throat> sorry, and export that to the rest of the world because that's the goal. The goal is to build locally, mm. create jobs, you know, like really use the resources that we have ourselves and then push it out to the rest of the world. I know someone who tried to do that and when he wanted to import a car, you know, this huge agricultural um, uh, like truck. machinery, yeah. Yeah, the machinery. He was taxed twice the price of the machinery. It's crazy. Just to import it. It's crazy. And then for him, it was cheaper to send back the machinery to Europe than to than to do the the customs to get it in the and country. I think that's I think that's where we as the diaspora have to go back and be like, listen, we're gonna invest in Africa. Like we bring in our we bring in our black dollars to Africa as American Africans, as Brazilian Africans, as Puerto Rican Africans, as Jamaican Africans, we bring in our black dollars back to Africa. And basically we just go and flood the marketplace because I think yeah. that's where like somewhere like Ghana, they have their year of return every year where, come on, we want you back. We want you back. We want you back. Cause they realize it's this mass wealth that's sitting out there oh, that can be brought home. Exactly. So it's like, and I think once that tide starts to turn and people start to realize like, no, like black people, we the shit, 
Like everybody yeah. else realizes that we're dope. Everybody else realizes that except we're the us. key, except us. Like, no, you really gotta enlighten yourself. Like it's, it's really crazy when you think like, like I, like you was, you had somebody on your page talking about white people really uh, uh, believe that they, that aliens came and built this shit because they can't <laughs> believe that black people are that just that smart. Do that. Like, like, that like, like I laughed so hard at that yeah, video. It's crazy. And I was like, this is mad. This, like, and this is a TV show. That yes. episodes. Episodes. Like, like they teach in a in the US, they <laughs> teach um like um Minister Louis Farrakhan, he always says that white people would really rather believe that they came from monkeys than believe that they came from you. Um, yeah. From us. Like we they really teach in US. I don't know how where it is, what you know, what people teach about the creation of the world <laughs> in other countries in Europe. But in the US, they really teach you everybody came from monkeys. That's like in your textbook, you open up your textbook. We all came from monkeys. It's really some nut shit. Like it's really some crazy stuff that they teach you. And like, man, it's really wild. America's some yeah, crazy it's shit. It's, it's some crazy and I, stuff. And I really hope the key is the diaspora coming back in mass and investing in our economy locally in Africa and showing because that will level up the ground. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because if these countries, the, the thing is, we are in an un, underprivileged spot that makes us vulnerable. Yep. Yep. And unless we level up to yeah. look at them eye to eye, like, yeah, okay, you're speaking business, I got business. You're yeah. speaking money, I got money. Like, you have yeah. nothing above me. Unless yeah. we are at that spot. Then we can't bargain. Down on us. Exactly. Yeah. Then we can't bargain. So that we that's can why trade, I think we that's, can trade yeah. equally. We can set our own terms. Like, okay, if you're not following my terms, fine. Right. Bye bye. I I, I yeah. don't need your money. You exactly. Know? And if we don't we, we don't have to take point. ridiculous high interest rate loans. That's why I think really as far as American black people, you know, we have an extreme wealth that we don't even understand that we have as African people in America, we don't even connect back with Africa. But if we was to really just take our finances and our money and say, we're going to invest back in Africa, there would be no need for China. We, you no would, need whatsoever. Africa wouldn't even need China. We could just put our <laughs> money into that. Like I see, um, there's like a big thing going on in, in like Philadelphia and New York and like different cities around this area where people are doing uh, like real estate contract flipping where basically oh I'm gonna try and get somebody to sell me this house for stupid cheap because their mom died or whatever and then I'm gonna turn around and try and sell it to somebody else without ever having to actually put out any of my own money but what I'm doing me and my girlfriend are trying to get into real estate but we saving up to buy things because I don't want to just have it for a second and then sell it to somebody else and skim off the top I want to own it so once I own it it can make me money every month for the rest of my life. And then it can make my yeah. children money every month money. for the rest of their lives. So I think mm -hmm. once that mindset switches to where just get it from me now to I want to sustain this for forever, then we can understand that Black America, we could really like, like not even from like a disrespectful stance, like black America could really go buy a country in Africa. Like if we put our shit together and was like, oh, we're going to go talk to, you know, 
a, a country app, we're going to go bargain with Ethiopia. Let's go bargain with Ethiopia. We have $1.2 trillion buying power. Let's go bargain with Ethiopia. Let's go get some land in Ethiopia. Black America could really be like, all right, we got a spot. Let's go. Let's move. If you want to move with us, move. If you don't want to move with us, don't move. Stay. Hey, yeah. But, we, yeah. but now we got a spot. Yeah, exactly. I think ownership is the key. Ownership is the key. And looking, and there was also another, while you were speaking, something came to my mind. Because the thing of instant gratification, that's something we mm. suffer from. It's not only a black thing, it's kind of like a global thing, but I think our community suffers from that more because Brilliant. most of the time we are in spots where we need a quick buck, you know, yeah. like, okay, I'm going to get into real estate, but you know, I have this thing I, I want to, I need $20,000 now, like in a right. two months. So I'm just going to buy and sell. I'm not going to own. Right. And we rarely ever think long-term when we do our stuff. Yeah. It's always like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to hustle out there, make some right. money. But okay, what are you actually doing? Like, right. okay, you are having a business, good. But what is your business doing? Is it right. having an impact in your community? Right. Is it creating, are you going to be able to employ people in two, three, four, right. five, ten years? Are you right. been thinking that your business right. will be here in 10 years? You know, right. I think we lack vision. We lack that. Absolutely. That like we, our vision stops here. Oh, I'm making some money here. So I'm going to stop here. I'm just right. That's gonna it. Keep I made making some, some money. money. Right. Period. And that is the distinction that also gave a lot of power to the Europeans because they never do their stuff for short-term gratification. It's always I mean, long-term. Today, things that their ancestors did hundreds of years ago, they are still benefiting it's, it's from still it. Still benefiting today. From it. Still benefiting so when they were sitting down and having those conversations, they were thinking about seven, 10, 12 generations after them. But we don't do that. We... Yeah. It's just like, yeah, I just need to make some money. And the yeah. thing is, it takes time. It takes patience. It takes perseverance. It takes yeah. vision. It takes so much to go the extra mile, to think long-term. But we lack that. Yeah, and, that's and, one of and, and we got to and we gotta start it and we got to change the culture. Because, like, <laughs> even now, like, when people listen to me, like, somehow I went from being, like, just like a street nigga that's out here to like, oh, he a conscious nigga now. And they just put it in a box. Like, oh, he conscious. He talking about this Africa shit. And then woke. it's just, yeah, now I'm just this, oh, uh, that's that light skin woke He's dude. Dead. Like, yeah, he over there. And it's yeah. like, we instantly get put in the box of like, kind of being like, not cool. Like, oh, all right, bro. Like, yeah, you woke with that shit. That's what's up. You know, Black Power, you know, Malcolm X. Cool. But like, it's still it's it's uncool to be over here but it's still cool to go like buy a porsche you know what i mean do some stupid shit like just straight just just goofy stuff you know what i mean you like, know that's, a, that's one of the things that i took as an oath i am never spending my money on designer ever yeah ever i did i because did they are first of all they are racist you gotta Hella say racist. what is. Hella racist. They're all racist. They don't care about us in any way, shape, or form. 
but we keep saving money to buy Louis Vuitton and buy like you would yes. literally see a girl. I had this conversation with a friend. She's like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy I found a job. Finally, that pays me better than my previous job. I'm, I'm going to be able to say there's this Louis Vuitton bag I've been wanting to have. For so I'm just like, yes. so because you have more money, you don't think, oh, I could create a trust fund. I could right. you know, have a backup you know, I could, I don't know, save some money. It can be helpful for a project tomorrow. Or I, I don't know. There are so yeah. many things. I said, Even if you don't yes. have a business or when you don't I was, have a plan yet, there is so yeah. many things that you can do with your money. And it's like, okay, I'm saving up money to buy this Gucci bag. Like, come on. It's crazy. Come on. I went, when come I was on. in, me and my girlfriend <laughs> took a trip to Atlanta at the beginning of the summer and she had just graduated college with her bachelor's degree. So I bought her a Louis Vuitton purse and I literally never felt so shitty in my whole life. Cause I was like, bro, I just spent $1,800 on this bag that literally is no different than any other bag. And it's like, and when you go in there, they like service you. They got the bull with the gloves on. He's like, oh, how may I help you? They pull the bags out of the, uh, like, you can't just touch the bag. You got to stand behind the counter and pull the counter out and like hand it to you in that like, uh, that like tan cloth bag. You know, oh shit, we lit, we lit. <laughs> you see everybody taking pictures like, yo, and that, but it's like, they sell you that experience. Cause like when I was yeah. in the, I was in the Louis store and like, my girlfriend was like, yo, you see that girl right there? I was like, yeah. She was like, yo, that's so-and-so from Love & Hip Hop. Oh, they got real celebrities in here. I'm like, oh, shit, we live. <laughs> but then literally walking out the store, I was like, yo, I'm calculating. It's gone. <laughs> I'm calculating in my head. I just spent $1,800. So if I make $700 a week, it's going to take me how many weeks just to get that? You know what I mean? What the hell? Like, I'm sitting here calculating, like, look, that shit ain't worth it, dog. That yeah. shit ain't worth it. And then on top of it, you just gave your money to some motherfuckers that hate you. You know what I mean? That don't even want black people rocking their shit. For real. And I ain't never felt like, listen, I was ashamed For of real. That I ain't never One made like me take that food. decision was when... Um, this La Cathedral, you know La Cathedral, when there was a church that was uh, burnt in Paris mm. and Louis Vuitton contributed 200 million euros to restoring the church. And I saw the president of Equatorial Guinea contribute 2 million euros. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, oh my gosh. Are you serious? Wow your land your people don't have like there is the there is crazy amount of unemployment rate mm. people are not good they 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 literally they are suffering and you're pulling out two million euros because you know there's two million euros is like in our community I, I, i'm gonna give you an um uh, an estimation of what would, that would be like for African expenses, like level mm. of, because it's much cheaper to live right. in Africa than abroad. So those 2 million euros could be the equivalent of like, I'd say maybe 30 million, it's 30 crazy. million dollars, or like 40 million. 
dollars it's crazy and i'm just like hey come on so we are so enslaved in our minds that someone will remove their two million euros and give it to the reconstruction of a church in paris that we have nothing to do with apart from the that don't the ones it. that built it right free right um but you leave your people to starve you know right. like it's that it's like a europeanism and i really feel like just like i'm not in africa yet so i ain't even gonna speak on like african government until i'm there and like there for a little bit but to me it looks like a lot of african governments europe came in and tried to get them to model their government after a european europe. government but not the european as system it is. right it is and, and the european system is a system that doesn't work you see like it's crazy how in America, like I'm, I'm sitting back watching this election right now, like just laughing because like white people are really, really hateful towards each other. And like, really like, like Joe Biden and Donald Trump right now, they're both literally the same person. They, they're the same fucking person. But you got white people running their cars into protesters, white people shooting people up. There was a 17-year-old kid that went out I, I, and- I heard that story. Yeah, in one of these things and is shooting people up. And he ain't just, they, they wasn't shooting up black people. He was shooting up other white people over that shit, over, oh, whether it's Trump or Joe Biden. And they just fear monger to each other. And they just, oh, Donald Trump is going to destroy, he's going to take away your health care. And then for Joe Biden, oh, Donald Trump, he's going to, uh, uh, and then they say to Joe Biden, oh, Joe Biden, you know, he's going to have other away. people invade, you know what I mean? He's too soft. He's sleepy Joe. And it's just a whole like rat race that's just hilarious. Like when yeah. you sit back and you watch it, like it's funny. I don't even like I don't see why black people in America even really get involved in that shit. Like, why do you even want to be involved in that type of government that's just ridiculous? Yeah, but I think, well, for the black people involvement, I'm not, I don't live there. I've been there, but I don't live there. Right. So, but I think it's maybe because for black people to be able to vote, a lot of stuff was sacrificed. Oh, a lot yeah, of absolutely. Lives were lost. Absolutely. So I think it's a disservice to not vote at all. You know, like, yeah. okay, so why did our ancestors go through all that, you know, yeah. for you to just sit and be like, okay, I'm, I don't feel like it. Yeah. But, but you also, yeah, and, and I think that we do need to vote, but I think that we need to vote when we have a unified agenda of what we want. Because exactly. right, now, right now, the black vote is just used, we're about 16% of the population. <laughs> right now, that's just used as a token. Oh, I'm going to try and say a bunch of stuff to these black people. I'm going to put a black woman as my vice president. I'm going to try and say I'm doing stuff for black people. I'm going to bring a couple black people on stage and let them tell a story about how I changed their life forever. And then it's just used as a token. PR. PR. It's just all PR yeah. to kind of bet, you know get um put everything <clears throat> do everything they can to just bet um right. the, the the black vote basically right and it was a time in the u.s where we had black businesses like in since desegregation black america has gone backwards 
Like when we were segregated, we used to have to spend money with black people. So we had black stores, we had black yeah. hotels, we had black taxi companies, we had black busing companies. Like I was listening to a story that um, Dr. Claude Anderson was saying, and he was saying when he grew up in um, Wilmington, North Carolina, they had their own black busing companies. And when that whole situation, <coughs> Rosa Parks came and she wanted to sit on the front of the bus in the white bus, they tried to bring a protest to Salem, or I'm sorry, to Wilmington, North Carolina. And they were like, oh, we're going to do this protest to sit on the white buses. And they were like, why do you want to sit on the white buses? We, we have, have our, our own buses. buses. <laughs> yeah. And then once, once the civil rights came through and that legislation was pushed through, all the black owned busing companies disappeared because black people were going to go ride with the white people. We didn't want to ride black buses anymore. We wanted to ride with the white people. So I think it's like, I appreciate so much what our ancestors did, but I think that right. now as 2020 black people in America, we got to try and stand on what those ancestors did and veer a little bit because like Martin Luther King he taught, you know, integration, 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 everybody love each other, we're going to integrate. And then towards the end of his life, he was like, this shit is you know not what? working. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, no, you know what? Maybe yeah. not. <laughs> he said, I'm leading my people into a burning building. This is not working. And then as soon as he started to, he met with the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, he started to do different stuff. Now I'm talking about why black people shouldn't go to Vietnam. And next thing you know, Martin, he's dead. He's dead. He's yeah. Dead. So I think but, integration is a, is a fantasy. Yeah. It's, a, it's a dream. It's not real yeah. it's because not real. we don't thrive being integrated. No. Because us integrating ourselves, whether it's in the United States, whether it's Africans here in Europe trying to become European in the way they live and settling here and dying here and, you know, stuff like that. All we are doing is that we are giving them more power over us. We are trying oh. to integrate ourselves in societies that were not built for us. I don't know why we don't get it. Like, it it's was crazy. not built for you. When they were building these buildings and, you know, the, the systems and the voting systems and the political system and the socioeconomic systems of Germany and France and the Great Britain and uh, the Netherlands and the United States and, you know, all those other areas that are majority white countries, they did not have black people in mind. They were not, they didn't care. Yeah. Actually, at that precise point, when they were building that, they saw us as inferior. So as everything inferior. they did- Not even as human, as subhuman. <clears throat> exactly. So everything they did was to fuel, fuel their vision of us as being lesser than. So when they would think about, when they would talk about socioeconomic empowerment, they would make sure that there is a clause in there that keeps us out, down, yep, down, because redlining, gentrification, you know, right. exactly. So why do we expect that today we can magically just integrate and feel yeah. great in those societies? It was not built for us to feel great in them. No, so, it wasn't like we're, we're having all these protests in the U S right now for police brutality. <clears throat> this force was started pre pre, you know, um, um, Harriet Tubman and, and, you know, even before that, like Nat Turner, pre these eras, 
there was no police in the United States. The police force in the United States was started to try and arrest and incarcerate the runaway slaves. slaves. Yeah. That was the whole reason that the police force was, was started, was instituted. Before that, provinces were governing themselves with militias. And, you know, it wasn't that there had to be a unified police force. The police force was started, okay, we're going to have this sheriff and he's going to bring back our runaway slaves. So why would we think now that this system that was built for harassing black people is all of a sudden going to stop brutalizing black people? The system was, it's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. What it's supposed to do. Yeah. We're trying to push ourselves into something and and reset something that's doing exactly what it's supposed to do it's mad it's mad honestly yeah. it's not much better elsewhere i guarantee it to you like the 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 african co- um governments are built like the european ones like mm. for example my country our entire government is built like the government of france right the way we decide, the way we vote, the way everything is a blueprint of what France did because we were a French colony um, for the majority part of the country. And we were first split into English Cameroon and French Cameroon, and then we decided to unite. But English Cameroon is a minority, it's only 20% of the country. So they had to adapt to the French speaking part. So mm-hmm. today, everything we do, like, the way the government is built, you know, the president, the vice president, how the parliament is organized, how the police is organized, how the provinces and the states and the regions are organized. Everything is built like France, but we are not in France. We are not French people. We don't have the same culture. We don't, we have nothing. We don't live like the French. Why are we having systems that are French? You know, like, yeah, it you drives think, me crazy. Which and these systems of government that they use in world history are relatively new. These are yeah. the newest systems of government that we Africa has been governing itself for, for the, the entirety of history. That. You know what I mean? And we like, didn't have civil wars. We didn't have, because yep. we knew how to handle our stuff, you know, like yep. we knew how to handle our kingdoms, our chiefdoms. We had kingdoms and chiefdoms and up we had empires. So the emperor would be like the president and right. then there would be kingdoms in the empire right. that would govern themselves. And then the, the, the kingdoms would have little chiefdoms where there would be right chief of villages and this and that, you know, and even the way the society was organized, like the way that the women took charge of like most of the decision making, like they would, the men would fight, the men would hunt, the women would do much of the manual work at mm-hmm. home, like the, the, just totally opposite. But that's right. something that worked for it us. Worked. For, for, and we never and it, had an issue with that, yeah, you know? And it worked for us so well that that's what the European tried to model their life and their government yeah. after. It's just, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's just, it's just God. flipping your mindset, flipping your mindset basically on top of itself to where we're trying to copy somebody who's only trying to copy us. Us, who success, successfully copied us not entirely obviously but succeeded in stealing that and then it's just remodeling it for and 
giving it back to us to assimilate.